0: Hi, I'm Jackie Johnstone, and welcome to my not podcast, Lumos, where I take all of the things that I'm learning about and that my line one is diving into and line three them and make them practical. I'm a one three sacral manifesting generator for those who know what that means. And this is where I tell stories from my real life and share how concepts like human design can be practically applied, right? So what? Let's take it out of the book and into real life. Grab a cup of tea, pull up a log, join me around the fire, and let's go. We listen for guidance everywhere except from within. Parker Palmer. This is a quote from his book, Let Your Life Speak, that I wrote down when I read the book, first read the book a few months ago, um, because I was just struck by the truth of the sentiment. Right? He was observing that you know when you're on a retreat or at a conference or whatever, people take notes of what other people say, right? But we don't take notes of what we say. In other words, what we think about what other people are saying, what they're saying that makes us have the like, you know, reflection or aha, aha moment or, uh, you know, just our own wisdom. And that really rang true for me, right? I, I was explaining in, in the last podcast uh, how much I enjoy learning and how it lights me up to consume and be inspired by books and social media and podcasting courses. However, the old version of me Um, You know, before I came to human design and before I started my own, I guess, spiritual awakening, gave my power away a lot of the time to that sort of stuff, right? And thinking that that other people had the answers and that their framework or their structure or their system was going to be the answer if I would just learn it and follow it. And the truth is nobody has that the answer to anything it doesn't even matter what it is we can take that information in as inspiration but then we have to trust ourselves to take what resonates and and let it remix right make those idea babies and to keep the power you know within ourselves nobody else has our answers only we can feel the truth in our body and Getting in touch with my intuition um, really allowed me to develop this internal guidance system to to trust myself and to be able to feel what really is true for me. Um, and human design, as I talked about in the first podcast episode, allowed me to really turn up the volume on my own inner wisdom and stop looking for answers out there, right? But how do we make that transition? You know, what helped me go from being completely in my mind, right, and trying to look at things logically and look for these answers outside of myself and be able to drop into my body and into my intuition and know that the answers are inside me? That is the question and that was the journey and it's still the journey, right? It's still it's still happening. But now that I'm kind of, I don't know, 2 years ish into this um into this path, uh there are a few things. There are a few things that ha- that really worked and I want to share those in case they might help you. The first was um taking time to get quiet. This is still the thing that when it drops out of my routine and when it gets edged out by busyness of life and work or the busyness of being a mom and having my kids at home, um, like right now in this pandemic situation, when the time to get quiet gets edged out, um, everything else starts to kind of not fall. Yeah, almost fall apart. Like, you know, the the bricks are built on that. That's the foundation. And there's no right way to get quiet. It looks different (laughs) for everyone. And especially with my third line, I'm constantly experimenting with this. So I started with the habit of saying, I'm going to get quiet for at least five minutes every single day. Every person has five minutes right? No matter how busy you are or what kind of demands you have on your life, you, you can find five minutes, right? And so it made it doable. I'm not the kind of person that, um, thrives on routine. (laughs) I have the 15, the gate 15, which is like the gate of extremes, um, which means that, i I have, and this is a discussion for another time too, but I have kind of this dance between having some kind of ritual and structure and not feeling like I'm locked into a routine, and so just saying five minutes and then letting myself choose when that five minutes was gonna happen, first thing in the morning, right before bed in the middle of the day, at nap time, you know whatever. That's That gives me the freedom. And the second is, well, what am I going to do with that five minutes? And as long as it involves me getting quiet and getting in touch with myself, then that was a win. So what are the things that I did that I do or did? Um, I started with um, doing some journaling in that time or self-coaching. So um, using the coaching model that Brooke Castillo teaches or something like um, Byron Katie's The Work. And that allows you to kind of see your thoughts. And that's the same with journaling. It allows you to kind of see your thoughts and shine the light on them, right? Because so much of the time we can live very unconsciously and let our thoughts just run run it, <laughs> run shit without anybody saying, hey, wait, is that even true? What you think, <laughs> is that even helpful what you're thinking right now, right? Um, and so just seeing our thoughts was, that was the first step for me. And then I tried meditating, and I at first found it very challenging. I wasn't used to sitting still in any kind of silence, and my brain would just like go off. (laughs) So um, guided meditations or visualizations, there are so many free ones, great free ones on Insight Timer, the app that you can check out really helped because then there's something to like listen to and follow you're either with the breathing or a visualization to to let your brain use um i also tried the headspace app um which gives you kind of a guided meditation track uh as well and i did that for a little bit that that worked pretty well Um, although i don't use it anymore this is all like third line stuff like i'm constantly (laughs) trying new things to figure out what works and of course we're always changing as people so what what worked then doesn't necessarily what I do today. Um, and so those were kind of the ways that I used to get quiet a lot. Now I tend to, um, do some self hypnosis because I've been really digging this whole subconscious transformation. The the coach that I'm working with, Laura Hassan, um, I just went through her subconscious transformation shift method and it's, amazing i'm gonna be getting certified because i want to bring this into my work but how we can change our minds at the subconscious level um and hypnosis is one of the one of the self-hypnosis is one of the ways that we can do it so um that's a way that i can get quiet and get back into my body breath work is another thing that i'm using a lot right now especially in this situation that we're in with how much kind of i don't know it feels like tension and stress there is in the world um with the pandemic situation, that I found breathwork to be very supportive to my nervous system. And a breathwork session can be 20 minutes or it can be an hour, depending on how much time you have. And I feel like it really, especially towards the end of the session, um, brings me in touch with myself and my higher self in a completely different way than sitting in meditation does for me. Another thing that I did in my getting quiet time that really helped support my connection with something other than my conscious mind, right? Getting into my subconscious, getting in touch with my higher self or my guides, whatever you want to call it, um, was automatic writing. And automatic writing is like, sitting with a pen and paper or journal and a and a pen or whatever and just letting your pen keep moving keep your pen on the paper and it almost starts kind of like a stream of consciousness as in you're just writing down what you hear in your mind at least that's the experience I have and when I first was trying to do it um I would often find myself writing like I'm not sure why I'm doing this. This isn't really working. Um, I'm asking for guidance, but I don't think that anything is coming through, like just writing down what you're thinking. Um, but repeatedly I would say, what do I need to know right now? Or what do I need to, what's my next step around this particular thing? Like asking questions with my pen and then letting whatever wanted to come through my pen come through. And for me, I hear it in my head before I it comes out of my pen. Normally, <laughs> my mind works faster than my hand. Although some people, I know some people have a different experience. Like their pen just moves, and then they they see, they read consciously what's happening. Um, you can find with with automatic writing that your handwriting might change when you actually go into a place of no longer consciously controlling what. Is coming um, as you write. But yeah, it was a really interesting journey for me with automatic writing because at first I felt like nothing was working and it wasn't happening. But the less I started to question what was coming through and whether or not was that my is that my mind? Am I just thinking about that because I was thinking about that earlier today or I saw this or someone said that? And the more I let it just happen and trust that something bigger than me was coming was coming through my pen. The more messages I was able to um, receive that way, and that's still one of the ways that I really turn to when I'm looking for guidance and I'm I want a specific um, I want something specific, <laughs> an answer about something specific. Not that again, I'm going to give my power away to that right? It's not like what comes through your pen is law and you have to do it, but it's something that you can use to see what resonates, right? We always get to go back to our bodies with any of this and say, how true does that feel for me? What does that feel like in my body? Go back to your decision-making strategy. So for me, when I feel an uh aha and that resonant fizziness in my gut, I know that that's correct and that that's right. And I... Get this full body experience when something feels really true. Um, yeah, that helps that really helps to guide it. so it it the whole process is about coming back to ourselves and bringing our power back to ourselves. So from what activity you choose to do when you get quiet to the the messages that come through when you do get quiet. Um, it's all in your, it's all through your body and it's all in your power. Another way that I often, um, choose to tap in and get out of my mind is, um, with Oracle cards. And I know a lot of people use tarot cards too. Tarot is not something that I, not a rabbit hole I've gone down yet, (laughs) but, um, I find it's so funny because I remember, you know people would always talk about cards or pulling a card and i was i would be like oh yeah well that sort of sounds interesting but like it's not really my thing and then one day i was in a facebook group and somebody shared this um oracle card deck called practical magic <laughs> and kate taylor i think is the woman whose deck it is um and the cards didn't look like a lot of oracle cards that i had seen that often are um I don't know, very, very like super designed, very flowery looking, you know, colorful, like very artistic. These were really bold graphical images, and something about the deck really called to me. And I felt this aha. Uh-huh. And I ordered it. And I was like, why am I ordering these Oracle cards? Like, I don't even know why I'm ordering these. Um, And then they came and I started experimenting with them. And then that was kind of like my gateway drug into Oracle cards. Not that I have a massive collection. I have friends that have many, many decks. But um, yeah, I really was surprised once I started to pull cards how quickly it could help me um kind of really tap into what was true because again you get to use the cards to feel into your body and what felt feels true when you look at the card when you see the image what pops into your mind right away before you even read the guidebook and then once you're reading the message in the guidebook what kinds of things pop up as you're reading it like that's those are all messages I used to question it all the time, right? Like, why Like, why is my mind saying this or that? But it's those are all messages that you're receiving. And um, letting them happen, letting them come through, and then writing down what you think, right? Going back to what Parker Palmer said, writing down what they make you think of rather than what the deck says um, can be super supportive. And... Yeah. It's, it's one of the ways that I, I like to ask for guidance. Um, again, not giving your power away to the deck to tell you or to make the decision for you, but to give you input and messages and guidance that you can then run through your body, that you can then use your decision-making strategy um, to, you know, to let you know whether or not something is um, correct for you or not. Um, I, two of my favorite decks Actually, no. I have four decks. So I bought the Practical Magic one first, and then another friend shared this deck called the Lighthouse Oracle. Um, Karen Gunton, I think is her name, who does that deck, and I love that one. That one's all around light and messaging stuff, and so I pull from that one a lot for my business. And and then I bought a business-specific deck from Emily Aaron's called the Angels in Your Biz, which has all business-specific messages, and the cards are beautiful. And then I um was pulled towards Kim Cran's um the wild archetypes. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. The wild unknown archetypes. Um and those cards are round and beautiful and uh yeah, it's gorgeous. So those are the those are the four I use, I have and use now, um, but there are so many out there. And I, what I would do is just go online, take a look at them, take a look at the pictures, at the art, at the, you know, um, what the deck is, like what rep- what's represented in the deck and see what um, you're pulled towards and then grab it and start playing with it. <laughs> uh, it can be, yeah, it can be really a supportive way to kind of get out of your mind and to tap into guidance and messages. So no matter what you choose, um, the important thing is that you do it. And I'm saying this to myself too, right? Because this is the first thing that can get edged out um, in our busy lives. And it's the most important. Um, I'm realizing that more and more every day that it's the most important. And when I get pulled away from it now that's when things start to go sideways that's when I feel overwhelmed that's when I don't know I'm unfocused and I don't know what the next step is in my business that's when I start to um, you know pick a fight with my husband or yell at my kids too much because I've been pulled away from my own wisdom and guidance so trust yourself you have all the answers get quiet go within and ask thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lumos. I hope to help shine a light on some ways that you can get quiet and go within. I'll see you next time.